Well, what do I say about today's word that hasn't been said before? You know it's an insult. You know it's guaranteed to get your attention. Probably not the kind you were hankering for, but you'll get it all the same. And you know it's definitely not something that you can quietly slip into a conversation with family. So, well, then what's there to talk about, really? Oh, wait. How about this? Did you happen to know it's also used in the bedroom? Well, not to dust furniture, of course, but to spice up the foreplay happening on that furniture. Oh, well, you probably knew that too, didn't you? Hello and welcome to the first of the three-part season finale of About What You Say. I'm your host, Garfield D'Souza, and we're all set to get very, very bitchy. Bitch is controversial. No denying that. I had to mark this episode explicit simply because it's all about that word. Bitch. Simultaneously, bitch exudes power and dominion when used by women in certain circumstances and in the appropriate context. The word also bears the hallmark of patriarchal oppression. And at the same time, it's beginning to personify, or probably already has personified, the spirit of reappropriation. Its origins, too, are mired in a bit of controversy. Not a lot, just a bit. According to etymonline.com, the online etymology dictionary, the word bitch originates from an old English word, bike or bise. I'm not quite sure how it's pronounced, but I can tell you how it's spelled. B-I-C-C-E. Now that came from an old Norse word, bigjuna, which essentially means the female of the dog. Now where bigjuna came from has not yet been traced. Though a certain linguist who goes by the name of Grimm says bigjuna comes from pitja, a word from Sami, a language spoken by the Sami people in parts of northern Finland, Norway, Sweden, and the far out edges of northwestern Russia. And according to another line of thought, the essence of this word originated in the Indian Peninsula. This was alluded to by Eric Partridge. Eric Partridge was a lexicographer who wrote Origins, an etymological dictionary of around 12,000 of the commonest words in the English language. According to Partridge, the word bitch seems to be related to the Sanskrit word bhagas, which means genitals. Well, how a word for the genitals wormed its way up the evolutionary chain of semantics and syntax to mean bitch in English remains a mystery, but apparently, like most words, this quirk seems to be quite the norm in the English language. Etymonline.com is of the opinion that the earliest records of the word bitch being used to insult women date back to somewhere around the 1400s. This is corroborated by Geoffrey Hughes in his monumental work titled The Encyclopedia of Swearing. In that encyclopedia, which is very detailed and comprehensive, Hughes mentions that at Chester Play, 
staged sometime around 1400, has one of its characters asking, Who are you calling a whore, you miserable bitch? Over the centuries, the word began to be used for various reasons. In 1709, to bitch has been recorded to mean to complain. In 1823, John B. in his dictionary about slang states that to bitch meant to ruin or to spoil something, as in he bitched my business. And in 1856, among the students at the University of Cambridge, the expression to bitch meant to have a dish of tea. Wonder why they called it a dish of tea and not cup of tea, but well, that's how it was. Now, between 1915 and 1930, the usage of this word almost doubled. Part of it was because of the fact that the term son of a bitch started to become popular then. And part of it, and some say this is the real reason, was because of the fact that around that time began the historic women's suffrage movement, a movement that ultimately awarded women the right to vote, something they should have had already in the first place. Well, the suffrage movement didn't go down well with the men of that era. Or let me correct that too, the suffrage movement didn't go down well with a certain section of the male population back then. And that particular section then started to use the word bitch to refer to women whom they considered aggressive and strong-willed. Within that period, sometime in the 1920s, that is, according to the Atlantic's Britt Peterson, the gay community started to use the term bitch as a very friendly version of a greeting to go along with higher low, as in, hey bitches, what's up, kind of thing. No harm was intended, of course, and this remains the mainstay of many a greeting ritual within the gay community right up until this day. Ernest Hemingway, the American novelist famous for his short stories, also took a fancy for this word sometime in the 1920s. In his first novel, the very controversial The Sun Also Rises, Hemingway used the word bitch around six times and the word damn around 72 times. But it was the word bitch that gave Hemingway a whole lot of grief. Hemingway's mother, Grace Hemingway, was furious that he resorted to this sort of language. What is the matter? She asked in a letter to him after she had read the book. Have you ceased to be interested in loyalty, nobility, honor and fineness in life? Surely you have other words in your vocabulary besides damn and bitch. Every page fills me with a sick loathing, she added. If I should pick up a book by any other writer with such words in it, I should read no more but pitch it in the fire. Well, Hemingway also used it to describe his mentor, Gertrude Stein, when he had a fallout with her. Apparently, he sent her a copy of his work titled Death in the Afternoon with an inscription that read, A bitch is a bitch is a bitch is a bitch. This was a take on a quote that Gertrude Stein used to bandy about quite a lot, which went something like this, a rose is a rose is a rose, or something to that effect. And that's not the end of it. Hemingway used it to describe bad editors, and he would also use it to describe qualities such as ferocity and grit. 
Clearly, he had fallen in love with the word and wanted to use it any which way. Well, bitch continued to gain popularity through the decades thereafter. And along the way, it picked up the responsibility of being a label for men who were effeminate and men who were weak-willed and couldn't assert themselves. Now that's rather ironic really. For the very same word is used to describe women who are exactly the opposite of those men I just described. Then, sometime around 1969, came the Bitch Manifesto. The Bitch Manifesto was written by the American feminist, political scientist, writer and attorney Joe Freeman. Freeman's manifesto urged women to consider that they were being called bitches for just being themselves and sometimes for not being women enough. Further, Freeman's manifesto also urged women to consider that they need to embrace their inner bitches for being a bitch was beautiful in actuality. This particular manifesto is said to have kick-started the movement to reclaim the word, to bring about a change in its semantics, in its meaning, so that it doesn't conjure up an image of denigration and disrespect. Of course, over the decades, there have been several others who have helmed these efforts via song, art and various other mediums available for such movements. But many consider Freeman to be the one who lit the proverbial fuse that set the barn on fire. Now, reactions and responses to such movements have been mixed. While one side is all for it and thinks it's a stupendous idea that bitch would ultimately grace the halls of acceptable, normalized language, the other feels it's absurd that the word itself, which is quite a remnant of the patriarchal society it originated in, should be used at all. Why bitch, they ask. Why not something else? So, well, what do people think about it now? Is everyone okay with it? Or do they pretend to be okay with it and still harbor the notion of it being a bad, bad, very bad, abusive word? Well, let's find out in the next segment of this show titled The People's Corner. To listen to The People's Corner, head to part two of the three-part season finale of About What You Say. You'll find the link to the part two episode available right above or below the link to part one which is the episode you're listening to right now. So, see you again with the People's Corner in part two. Until then, bye-bye.